an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Kyle, I welcome you to the Nerdist Podcast number 578. Ooh, a personal greeting. Yeah. I want you to enjoy your time here. Oh, I definitely. Ooh, that's some good burrito. <laughs> that's yeah. too much enjoying of the burrito. Just mm. <laughs> Don't grab it with both hands. <laughs> Well, the problem is the twist motion is when you started to, to flinch. <laughs> You're supposed to twist your hands in opposite yeah, directions. It's like a pepper grinder one, as you yeah, put exactly. the burrito one into One clockwise, your mouth. one counterclockwise. Yeah. But then <laughs> if you do that, uh, then you run the risk of uh, all the guac uh, shooting out the sides yeah, before you're ready for so it. So be too. very careful when yeah. you do that if you're enjoying burrito in that fashion. You to enjoy responsibly. Which is uh, Kevin Heffernan and Steve Lemmy of Broken Lizard. And of the Nerdist Podcast, and, Chewing It. And of the Nerdist Podcast, Chewing It, who are uh, great dudes. You should listen to Chewing It, which uh, they have a celebrity guest on, but they also talk about the writing process. It's one of my uh, top uh, favorite podcasts. And uh, they're super, super funny. And they're actually on tour now. So go to HeffernanLemmy.com, H-E-F-F-E-R-N-A-N-L-E-M-M-E.com to find out uh, if they're going to be performing at a venue near you. Uh, chewing it. I know Katie loves chewing it too. Yeah. Katie produces the shit out of that show, don't you? They are they are good times. She's nodding her head without a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. Here's Nerds Podcast number five seventy eight. Kevin Everton, Steve Lemmy. Now entering nerdist.com. Seriously, and I mean, if you know, if they said like, "Hey, would you want to be in it?" Of course, I would. Yeah, but I don't think uh, I don't have that expectation at all. Yeah. What has happened though is that Greg Nicotero keeps saying like, "You know, if you're down in Atlanta, let, let me make you up as a zombie, and we'll just put you in one of the shots." And I'm like, "Yeah." I didn't just... you get? Didn't that happen? Didn't you get made up as a zombie? They made me up like one, but I wasn't actually in the show. Okay. But. It's a long process. Like it's a, it, the makeup is a long process. Do you think like for every extra, they probably have like the simple. Oh, sorry, the simple like the simple like rubber head that goes on the guy in the deep background, and then because that's a shitload of people they have in that. It's a lot. Yeah. And you know their days start really early to get everyone, and and also you know usually they 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 start shooting in like May, yeah. and so it's fucking hot yeah, in Atlanta, yeah. and sure, uh, yeah, yeah. but I, I'm also just afraid. That I should just do it sometime, but I'm also just afraid. Like I don't want people to be taken out of the show because they recognize 
Right. Me as a zombie. Yeah. Although, you know, listen, if we're if we're really being thorough, chances are I didn't survive the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. And right. I very Why, well. What in you would uh, make you uh, fail the zombie apocalypse? What would make me fail it? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like a I desire just, for something, a certain kind of food that wouldn't get you fucked. Or something. Yeah, I just really would. I just it's like, oh, we should just get a pizza, guys. Right. Just like the old days. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but they should do that on on like they have yet those people should travel and find like a movie studio and then like that just but it's been locked up and so it's like you know they go on and it's the set of uh like like friends or something like yeah. that but it's a set of the big bang theory and all those people are zombified yeah all of them but they're still having the same types of personal dynamics that they have on the show exactly. yeah but just as zombies yeah yeah uh I, I don't see any reason i mean you know they'd have to travel pretty far west yeah, uh, to do that, but you know, a lot of stuff shoots in Atlanta now. So That's what I'm saying. A, right. You know, maybe there's a good uh, 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 Real Housewives of Atlanta or something. Like sure. That. Now that's a, like they were shooting their reunion episode, <laughs> and Andy Cohen and them all got trapped inside. <laughs> right. They would Boom. be there. Yeah. And well, Nini, I bet Nini would survive the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't know which one that is because I've never seen that show. But, uh, but, but I guess she's. Oh, I've got sure you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like a pill, though. Yeah. No, she was the one who was on the on like that ABC, the the new normal. Oh, she's oh, okay. like she's a large woman uh, with like platinum blonde hair. Okay, okay. Um, larger than life. I've never seen larger a, than a Real Housewife show of any type. Me either. So I've so, seen, not seen one. Yeah, well, my wife like Bravo. If if I'm not hovering over the TV set, it's on Bravo. <laughs> okay, for a second I thought you were saying my wife Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> yeah, she's a connoisseur of the she housewife shows. On to the housewives, she oh. watches all those housewives oh. and like the. Like a below deck and the real estate flipping shows and the single. Now those dating. I'm on board for. <laughs> Do you? I'm on board for HGTV. <laughs> yeah, because I love process shows. Yeah, like reality shows where people just fucking exist. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't. But Project Runway, I loved, and I love the house flipping ones because those people actually have a skill. And you see them take nothing and turn it into something. Yeah. Like right. the something to nothing shows. I actually really enjoy those types of shows, but I just can't watch people just existing because they're fucking lunatics. I'm a survivor guy. You are? Yeah. But that's the gold standard. Y- yeah, I guess it is. Don't you think? Well, I don't... <laughs> but it, yeah, yes, Now I'm putting you in the spot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but it, actually, seems, uh, it seems to me straight... I mean, what are they, in like their 20th season? Yeah. But you know what the big, uh, the big marketing ploy this time is? Which I'm a little disappointed in them. What? John Rocker. Oh, Really? You know who John Rocker is? Is he a baseball player? Yeah, he, he was the guy. Atlanta. He was like a racist uh, Atlanta Braves. Like went on like a racist tirade. So he would definitely be a zombie in yes. Atlanta. Yeah. He is a zombie. Yeah. He already is a zombie. He's a big he's like zombie mentally guy. a zombie. Is he patient zero? Yeah, he's exactly. patient. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, he's he's the guy on there now, and that's how they're drumming up their new uh, excitement for oh, the I season like show. We have a racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of crazy things yeah. we do? Probably racist ones? Yeah. yeah. Hey, let's get a racist on the show. You know, it's not a... Uh, listen, you know, point of fairness, uh, the racist... Racist point of view is not really heavily represented anymore, and uh, you know it'd be really nice if we should get one team all racists, one team non-racists, pit them against each other and see, see what happens. We'll see what happens. What's the big deal? Okay, you know, oh, that didn't turn out well at all. Yeah, I probably could have told you. That. I'm liking this idea. <laughs> no way. I'm liking this idea. Survivor. How have you been watching since the beginning? I have. Yeah. 
He's watched a, every season. I went on a couple dates with a girl who was on one of the original seasons of Survivor. Really? Like in 2003. Um, what's, that, what's the one? Hasselbeck? Who's the one who's the crazy one not, on, uh, not, on The View? No, Elizabeth Hasselbeck? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think she's on The View anymore. Oh, whatever she was on. I she was in the original season of uh, she was? Survivor. Yeah. That's where, she, that's where she came from. That's where her claim to fame is. And no, this girl's like, name was Colleen. Okay. And okay. Uh, she was really sweet, and uh, but I was still a big fat drunk at the time, and okay. we went out a few times, and she was like, "I remember she, her, very sweet, a, yeah, very sweet." Wait, was she? Didn't they like stunt cast her in an Adam Sandler movie? No, it was a Rob Schneider movie, The Animal. Oh, The Animal, right? Wow, why do I remember that? Because I auditioned for that movie, and I remember like I was like, "Oh, I didn't get the past part," but they cast the girl from Survivor, who's never acted in anything in it. You know what the crazy thing? That's is? not Colleen. Is that Colleen? That was Colleen. Yeah. Okay. Here's Cute. the thing: is I remember at the time. Yeah. She was attractive enough that, like, that actually got me to tune into that season of Survivor. (laughs) And then I remember, like, when she got stunt cast. Yeah. Like, it actually seemed like a no-brainer. It was like, oh, it was just a matter of time. Right. Because she's that cute. No. Yeah, this was, like, 2002, maybe. And, and, uh, yeah, I was just a gross drink, drinky guy. And, you know, we... uh, we went out a couple times, and she was really, really sweet girl. And um, you know, at a certain point, I, I think, I, I think she was just. I mean, I, I completely take the blame for that one. Okay, of just, I think I was just kind of too much of a mess for her. Where you were in your life, where I was in my life, yeah. and she was just like, you know, I think I kind of just want to be friends. And I was like, you mean you don't want this, <laughs> you know? So, uh, uh, but she was, uh, yeah. But I, I actually like as a, I, but I always really liked her as a as a person because she yeah. was just she's really nice, like really yeah. really. Sweet, down to earth, cool, cool girl, and, yeah. and so, uh, yeah, uh, drunk Chris Hardwick or Peter Hardwick, because I refer to him a lot of times. <laughs> Peter uh, Hardwick, uh, he he fucked that up. Okay, yeah, and but that didn't make you a fan of the show Survivor. Uh, no, I mean, I still just wasn't really a, a reality. Um, okay, just wasn't really a reality show person, right? Because my my previous girlfriend was on Real World London. You just went through the reality shows, didn't you? Dude, that's Son of a bitch. You didn't know that about Hardwick? Son of a bitch. That's his thing, though. He oh, likes okay. he likes that reality So uh, <laughs> No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know why? Do you know why? Because yeah. it's real. Yeah, it's real. It's real. There's a certain reality It's unscripted. It. Yeah. It's not unscripted. <laughs> you never know what it's going to do. You know, yeah. the, the funny thing about reality television is it's entirely scripted in the sense that it's all, like, all of the, all of the scripting is done in the post-process. Hardwick, you're jaded. It is not <laughs> fucking scripted. It Do you know how many girls I've dated? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, it's really just been... Just, when I was just, dating just been, uh, uh, Janine on Amazing Race, yeah. you know, I had a really funny situation. Uh, They're crazy. I'm, my, the highlight, Speaking of John Rocker, he wants to tell you about an Amazing Race. The Whites? <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> That's what he should have been on. That's what he should be on. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, yeah it's, uh, I've not... I've only... Uh, it was only... I mean, Jacinda was a long-term relationship. That okay. was four years. Okay. And then, but, you know, Colleen you nailed, was like three Have dates. you nailed Omarosa? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who that is, but... Bull. How, how about this? Who haven't you nailed in reality TV? <laughs> Everyone in reality else. TV. Uh, Jeff uh, Probst. Jay Wow. Jay Wow. Snooki. I've not nailed either one of, of them okay. uh, that the I'm aware of. The situation? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. It looks like one yeah. time. Nice abs. Yeah, well, I, I, try, yeah, I, I basically tried to... I try to drag my dick through the ridges of his abs, yeah. Uh, yeah. like a, like an excited rat through a maze. They call that an, an AJ. It's, a, it, it, it's an ab job. You got an ab yeah. job from the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we have a situation here. <laughs> it's an, an AJ. Job. Who has? Who do you think has nailed more reality um, chicks? You or Derek Jeter? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say Jeter on this one. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he's he's 
strictly scripted. I think for me, it's just been one. <laughs> He's on the okay. narrative. I, it's just I, been. It's just been okay. the girl. Then that you I was moved over to scripted. Before. Okay. Then you moved <laughs> to scripted. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what happened. <laughs> I gotta give. I give a lot of a lot of notes. Yeah. Got got a lot of notes. Yeah. What about any uh, any late night uh, action? You got any like uh, like a Chelsea Handler type uh, girl? No, I, uh, I no. Now you put him on the spot, Lemmy. No, well, no, there's no, there's none. Whose of, podcast is this anyway? But none he's, of that. Hardwick is a rake, though. Listen <laughs> <laughs> the stories he's telling. I love it. I'm a rake that's unfortunately been locked in the storage shed uh, <laughs> and has not been taken out for quite a while to do any raking. Uh, no, I, I think. It, I think the idea of being a rake is very fun, but I don't. I don't think I have the emotional fortitude for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's too strange for me. But those those days are behind you. They're way, yeah. I guess I guess yeah. they are. I don't know. Yeah. The, you know, no. put booze and raking behind you. <laughs> the booze. I locked the rake up with, <laughs> with the, the booze. with the booze. Let, yeah. let me ask you this then, sure. like, because uh, mm-hmm. obviously you know Nerdist has blown up gigantic. I guess so. <laughs> fair, fair enough. But I don't even. I don't want to talk about that. I want to okay. talk about the early days, like when it was when we were strictly in the podcast world. It, do you get like a lot of uh, podcast pussy? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> First of all. No one has ever said that phrase before. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't the, exist. That's you were why. the first person to talk about all of the crazy yeah. podcast puss. That I had through. podcast pussy for a while, and then it was I got tired. Of. So like no, no, like chick ever came up to you and was like, "I love your podcast." Well, people do say I love the podcast, but it's not been followed by a "and here's my vagina" yeah. as right, a result right. of that. Right. Yeah. I would like you know here's. Uh, but also, it's, it's not like the fan. You're talking about the behind the scene, like another host of another. Like podcast you think, you or... think. Well, I'll tell you something. You know, it'd be really great if there was like a, an early adopter groupie who was like, you know, I'm going to start early. I'm going to start grouping in the tech sector. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because ahead you know, of the curve, an emerging market. Right. Uh, emerging market pussy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> emerging <Yeah>. market pussy. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that. I don't know. I'm sure there are some. She's speculating. Yeah, exactly. Speculative yeah. pussy. Yeah. yeah. I'm a... <laughs> it's a great band name. It really is. <laughs> it really speculative is. Speculative pussy. It's a great band name. I'd fuck I'd buy their first album yeah. for sure. And have you heard the new speculative pussy? Yeah. Oh, Holy their first shit, it's good. Uh, their it's good. first uh, their first uh, single ab job is really good. Oh my god. <laughs> ab job with the situation. He's in the video. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's amazing they got him. How did they get him? Oh Har- right. Chris Hardwick is actually fucking his stomach. It's, <laughs> it's amazing video. You've got to From watch the it. inside yeah. somehow. It comes out of out of the, in a in a tri, in a tribute to John Hurt, yeah, uh, it's like Alien. You can see yeah. you can see uh, Hardwick's face and Dick mm-hmm. stretching through the abs and that's the Anaconda. Yeah. That's Owen Wilson. You know, Anaconda. it's really uh, it's really a spin on the old Dick in the Popcorn Box uh, gag, yeah. right? Uh, it is the old Dick in the Situation gag, <laughs> yeah, where a girl goes down to grab yeah. the Situation stick and then my right. dick explodes through his dick, or they just want to feel his abs. Yeah, you know, yeah. Wow, Situation, you got nice abs. Holy shit, Chris Hardwick's dick's in there. Yeah, you touch my dick tip through <laughs> the Situation's abs. Oh yeah, it would make its way through the podcast community. They'd be like, "Oh my god, Hardwick is the biggest scumbag of all." You know what his move is? He gets inside of dudes and puts his dick into their dick. And when you start giving them a hand job, you're actually giving him the hand job. Yeah, that's right. Yep. This is like a stoned riff with no weed. Yeah. yeah. Don't you think? I mean, I think. But know. we're enjoying it now. If we were stoned, do you think we we probably wouldn't even be laughing? I, w- I would actually. I would call that. I would call that X melting. 
Smelting. <laughs> yeah, because you're basically like smelting down yeah. the outer layer to right. get to, to get to the inner layer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. So huh. you know, I was uh, I totally uh, that's, smelted. That's yeah. next level. Sm- that's like smelting is serious shit. Like, it's yeah. really serious. Hardwick invented smelting. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, it takes a lot of uh, planning uh, because it's very <laughs> difficult to sure. just uh, surprise right. the yeah. dude with like you, you know. Yeah, what the plan? It's is. amazing that they agree to it. <laughs> it's true because you have to get in there somehow and leave it unsullied. Yeah. So like you're going in. I mean, you are. You're either going in the mouth or the ass yeah. to climb in there. But then the situation is getting it from both ends, so he's probably happy about it too. I get it's like a it's like an awesome hamster jam. Like it's you got <laughs> <laughs> you got you got Hardwick up your ass and in your dick. No, wow. actually, I think hamster jam is opening for uh, uh, for, for uh, speculative pussy. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Double bill hamster jam. <laughs> oh man. They're so good. Yeah, it's just a hamster on a on a turntable, <laughs> and he's spinning because he'll run really fast, and then that'll spin the album. And then right. he'll stop, oh, right? And then it's really adorable. By the way, have and you some s- sick beats? Wiki, too. Some wiki wikis. Oh in yeah. There. Have you seen the new that new Kia ad? You know how they do the hamsters in their Kia cars? <laughs> yeah. And they've got the new one where like they start at like these high heel shoes and an awesome like tight black like uh, Sandy from Greece. Right. Outfit like you know, nice boobs and everything, and then it's got a hamster head on it. Oh, that's <laughs> I haven't uh, seen that. It's so disturbing. That'll that's end weird. up on our confused boners on Reddit. I know. Oh, you know what? It should because it's, it may have. Because you watch it like, ooh, can't wait, and then it's a hamster head with like buck teeth, and it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's or, so gross. Or is it? Or what if that's when uh, you discover your fetish? I'm uh, sure. There, I'm sure there's a percentage of people who are like, uh huh. God damn it! Now I have that. Like that's yeah. a thing that they. It's got a hamster head. Why am I a boner? Oh god! What's that do about that? Oh, I had a whole night of smelting planned, and now this. And now, what if you were smelting the situation? <laughs> and he, and he started to jerk off about the hamster ad. How would oh, you feel no. about that? Yeah, it yeah. benefits everyone. I think you'd have to let it go, right? Because if a guy is willing to let you enter him and basically uh, sheath your dick with his dick, yeah, then you sort of deserve what, whatever you get. Yeah, because to do that, you have to unstuff his dick. <laughs> like, you have to take the sponge out and, put, and you're putting yours in there. So where do you put the sponge? Gosh. So I was smelting the situation the yeah. other night. And, uh... Do you think the situation's ears are burning right now? Or his abs Maybe. are burning? Or his, his dick is burning? burning. Something's his burning. His abs yeah. are burning. Yeah. The yeah. sponge is burning. burning. Yeah, the sponge is on fire right I, now. Uh... I'm I'm very delighted by the complexity of where this riff went. This right, the, like right off the bat, like it started there. This you is like I mean? the Marianas Trench of yeah. of uh, of of smelted dick riffs. Uh, <laughs> I think smelting. By the way, I like your. Is this your day planner? This? No, this is the guest book. Okay. So when we're done, you'll sign this. Is oh. that made from real Wookie fur? Yes. Uh, a lot of uh, Wookiee activists don't appreciate that, but uh, <laughs> but I try to remind them this is vintage Wookiee fur. So it sure. was yeah. it was before. It was before the embargo on the Wookiee train. Yeah. Nobody throws paint on you. Nobody throws paint. Okay. It's sort of like it. it's sort of like um, you know if you have if you have taxidermy that's a hundred years old. Right. It's like it's okay. It's, it's all right. not. I just yeah. want you to know this is not new Wookiee. Okay. 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 This is this is this is this it is happened a long yeah because I mean ago. galaxy very yeah, far right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. But those Wookiee poachers are fucking dicks. <laughs> They're such dicks. <laughs> they really are. They're just, I mean, they have no scruples. The bottom of the barrel. You know? Yeah. Sure. It's a lot of fets. Like, how many? <laughs> yeah, there's Boba, there's Baba. There's Keith Fett. Joby. Bilbo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Freddy. Bilbo Fett. <laughs> Stan know. Fett. I don't know. Who it was not really in support of all of that, you know, but, uh, but, but went along meek. for the ride. He's too meek to yeah, fucking speak He went along for the ride. Yeah. yeah. 
and yeah. jerk. I, I guarantee you, if you were to take a deep dive on, if you go to Wikipedia, which is Wikipedia. Star, it's a Star Wars wiki, it's yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. Star Wars wikis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are more fets than you you could ever imagine. You could ever imagine in the extended Star Wars universe. They're there all, might be a Stan Fett. Well, they're all clones, right? They're yeah. clones, right? A Dude, lot of them. Is there like a you know how they have those like pimp name generators or porn name generators? Do they <laughs> yeah. have like a Fett name? Or, or right. you can really just pick one. You could just yeah. pick one. Yeah. Uh, go with Chris Fett. Chris Fett's pretty good. Yeah. Chris okay. Fett sounds like a dick though. Chris Fett, yeah. yeah. Chris Fett. Chris Fett's the guy. Chris Fett's the guy. Like he's 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 like Boba Fett's douchey son who's like, you fucking know who my dad is? Yeah. I'm Chris Fett. My yeah. dad's fucking Boba Fett. Yeah. He'll yeah. fucking hunt your yeah. shit down. And yeah. Let yeah. me into this club. Yeah. He's I want to see speculative pussy. Yeah. 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 He's got feathered blonde hair, Chris Fett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He won't wear a helmet. <laughs> yeah. He won't wear a helmet. He wears uh, leather pants. Uh, he, he um, In lieu of the, the helmet, he wears a knit cap to the gym. Yeah. Yeah, he wears uh, he wears like Tatooine affliction shirts, so it has like a bantha <laughs> on it with the barbed wire around yeah. it. Yeah, or that's uh, Ed Hardy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all the same. It's all it's, it's all, all the same. same. Tight uh, affliction shirt, shaved dick. Yeah, it's all the same. <laughs> all of his dicks are shaved. Yeah, all of his. Dicks. Let's just assume that there's probably he's got three dicks. They're all shaved, <laughs> except there's... the one in the back because he, yeah. he can't get to that. It's fucking like Jawa skulls. Yeah, you know, on tat, tats. Yeah, uh, he's such a fucking prick. He's a dick. He's Chris so Pat. prick. This is like, you know, every weekend uh, when they started doing those really cool nights at the Get Most Eisley Cantina, and he's just. <laughs> Like he's just like arguing with the bouncers the whole time. Yeah, you know who my dad is? You fucking, you fucking know. Yeah, but you know the thing about it, the, and the infuriating thing is that he just gets laid <laughs> nonstop. Everyone nonstop. Yeah, like uh, Queen Amidala. He fucked her. <laughs> fucked Queen Amidala. <laughs> he fucked Queen Amidala, and she knew what she was doing. <laughs> and she her... was like, I know, I'm sorry. You know, I was, I was going through a phase. Yeah, I just forgot bad boys. I, was, bad I just, boys. I really, I really was into them. Yeah, yeah. That's when like his art, like his arch enemy, like finally dates Queen Amidala, and he finds out that she actually nailed Chris Fett. Well, she Chris Fett tells him <laughs> she, she. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah, after she probably got mildly turned on after Anakin started to make the transformation to the dark side. Right. Yeah, but of course, boy. for political reasons, like she couldn't really, yeah. like it was, it was just bad politics for her to be fucking him. It's so like it was dating like, a racist. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, first of all, Darth Vader, blackface, like so right. yeah. unreasonably right. uncool. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, so she, uh, you know, so she kind of like started, like she started dipping in the fat waters. She took up with Chris Fett. Yeah, <laughs> Chris Fett. It's yeah. so fucking. Weird. He has a band, but they're not that good. Yeah, dude, tongues were wagging. He gets to open like he opened. Uh, he gets to open at Jabba's palace, but just because of who his dad is. Yeah. Uh, so for Max, he opens for Max Rebo, the Max Rebo band. <laughs> I don't know who Max Rebo. Max Rebo is the little blue uh, sort of elephant. Oh yeah, right, right, Rebo. right, right, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know every? Uh, like, do you know every Star Wars creature now? Not every, but I know quite a few of them. I used to get a lot, a lot of uh, action from being able to say who Salacious Crumb was. Oh, Salacious Crumb, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Salacious Crumb. But we favorite. made a Salacious Crumb. You got action Crumb. for that? How do you get action for that? That at a certain time, though, right? High school. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Like when you're like, you know the name of the uh, job of the Hutt's little sidekick? <laughs> Salacious Crumb. Oh, no yeah. Way. Well, of course, all, the, all those chicks, and then they're called Crumb Hums, who uh, <laughs> will fuck a guy who knows yeah, Salacious they give you a Crumb. Crumb. Yeah. Well, you made a Salacious Crumb joke on stage recently, and it got crickets. 
Uh, did it? Yeah. Because no one knew who... Salacious no Crickets? One knew. Yeah, the Salacious Crickets. <laughs> Nobody knew. Hmm. Would you, remember I, that? Do you remember that? Like, you thought it'd be a funny... Uh, were we in San Diego around Comic-Con? Okay. That, no, no, we weren't. If it was a Comic-Con, <laughs> no, it would have gone over well. Yeah. They would have loved it. Yeah, you're right. If you were no. in, like, Peoria, yeah. then That's maybe not so much. We were just talking about Peoria <laughs> yeah. five minutes ago. Yeah. Why? Dan Conlon texted me. Do you, have you performed at the... The uh, Jukebox? Have you no. Been there? Peoria? We've done it a couple times. It's a fun club. Yeah. It's good. They hate salacious crumb jokes, though. Yeah, but they wouldn't oh get them. God. They wouldn't get them. Don't bring those. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. Do not talk salacious crumb in Peoria, <laughs> Illinois. They'll fucking throw tomatoes at you. Are you guys go? Are you guys doing stuff on the road a lot? Yeah, uh, on and off. We uh, uh, we're gonna go back out a bunch of dates in the fall. Cool, but we're uh, we kind of took the summer off a little bit. I think. Yeah, yeah. we're doing uh, Boston and DC in October. Those are our next two. Yeah. Um, at uh, what? At Boston? It's Boston. Last, last Boston. Boston. Which is the new club there? Uh huh. Which I we've never been there. Yeah, and then the Arlington Draft House, which is oh, which is so great, love so it. much fun. Yeah, I've, I've I've done that a couple times. Yeah, what yeah. a great venue. Yeah, yeah we done like sometimes I'll show like one of our movies and then like on a Thursday night and then we do oh, shows like Friday Saturday. Yeah, or something. but yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty fun. fun. What do you show? What would you show on the road? Um, I don't know. They've done. We've done. Uh, they usually have like a beer fest event when we go there, and they'll have like a beer fest thing. But I know they've done Super Troopers too. Uh, the Super Troopers also in there. I yeah. Know that. But, uh, I think I auditioned for Beer Fest. You did to be a German as a German. I don't remember. Did you audition for Jay? Was Jay? Was it Jay? The All Indian I guy. Remember is that it was in like <laughs> Venice or Santa. Yeah, Monica. Mary Vernus. Uh, oh, yeah, right. I auditioned for for, for uh, yeah, I auditioned for Beer Fest. It must have been a German guy, right? Yeah, I don't remember. Do you do a German accent? Uh, it's not as I don't do a German accent. <laughs> yeah, there you so go. sometimes I can do that. I wonder if if I was there. Um, I just I, mean, I don't all, remember. I was not there. I know that because. Uh, that I missed familiar. all those German, all the, all those. All German I know auditions. is that Chris Hardwick was not in PFS. <laughs> That's a good German accent. I can't excellent. stop doing it now. <laughs> no, it's He's highly frozen. Addictive. No, if you came in with that German accent, we'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" Because <laughs> there are a lot of bad German accents. That's a good uh, one. I play melodica for speculative pussy. Uh, it's a good band. I'll tell you, I must not have been there because that's the kind of German I like. <laughs> like I want. It's like mischievous. German. It's like some of my friends and I are going out smelting tonight. If you <laughs> yeah. would like to yeah. join, it's fetish German. It's good. It is. It's good. It's high heeled. It's high heeled shoes behind closed doors, <laughs> garter belt, and putting your nuts in a vice. German. <laughs> S and M German, <laughs> mischief German, but, uh, uh, but that smelting in Europe is a whole different ball of wax. No, in Germany, well, well in Germany, smelting. Well, for the record, Chris Hardwick uh, did smelting in a German accent. Oh, that's Who right. is this Chris Hardwick? My name this? was Hans. <laughs> Hans Hart. That was the best German name I could come up with. Yeah. but you're crushing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that German accent is really good right? And that's his German evil laugh <laughs> Prepare to be smelted <laughs> But no <laughs> Prepare? What do I need to do to prepare? Could you imagine Darth Vader saying prepare to be smelted? Yeah. <laughs> As he boarded you know your ship You're blown at that point man Literally Yeah and fucked Yeah Literally. But, uh, no, smelting in, in Europe would be like the whole, because you'd have the whole uncircumcised thing going. 
Oh, yeah. So that would be like, you know, you'd have a second layer on top of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there would be uh there definitely would be a there would be a, a second step to that to that process. Do you th- is it possible that we're losing listeners right now? Like people who like <laughs> they stuck with us through the whole smelt riff? I think what is happening is we're losing uh listeners to people who are like I have to smelt right now. <laughs> I have to go smelt. I, I got to try go. this out. This is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's smelt terrific is what I thought you were going to say. Terrific, yeah. Yeah. English smelting down <laughs> no, But please don't smelt during yeah, not during the show. Please don't smelt during the show. Do you tr- do you do a lot of live dates these days still, or no? Are you too busy with other stuff? It, well, <clears throat> you usually take the, I usually take the summer off, like you guys said, because yeah. it's uh, li- live shows or pe- people just don't go out to live shows yeah. as much during the summer. Yeah, they are doing and um, stuff in the sun. And then I just did the oddball comedy tour, so that was like fourteen cities, and then. Um, Wow, but, how many nights? <clears throat> like it was like a every night a different city kind of yeah, thing. Wow. Yeah, and then um, I guess once the winter rolls around, I'll start doing. Um, it's tricky because when Talking Dead comes back, it's difficult for me to go on the road as much because yeah. I can't travel on the Sunday because our show's live. It's live, right? Okay. So, uh, but in winter, like in between, yeah, I'll be out a lot. Yeah, I'll be out in, in a lot of cities doing standups because. Um, <laughs> I need to do another special soon. How did the Oddball Comedy Tour work? Because I, I saw ads for it, and I thought it looked really interesting. But, like, did you do 45 minutes, or did you, did you do no, 15? No, it was... Uh, it was it, it, I, I did 15 to 20. Yeah. There were usually, like, eight comics. Yeah. Four, peop- four comics, and then an intermission, and then four comics. And, uh, the you know, Louis was headlining most of them. Yeah. And so he could do anywhere between a half hour to an hour. To three hours. Up to three hours, right. he never, he, which he never did. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, there were other people like Aziz or Bill Burr or Sarah yeah. Silverman. They would they could do 25 or 30. Um, and then I was doing, you know, then the, the rest of us were doing... 15 to 20. Yeah. And would you do like old material or are you trying to do like new material to get ready for a special? No, I was doing, I was doing very tested material. Okay. Okay. And well, well mixed in with, I, I, I fuck around with the audience a lot. Yeah. So, you know, like half of my set is just talking to people in the audience and then just sort of weaving in bits. But, um, cause I just like talking to people, but yeah. uh, Hey, what's your name? What do you do for work? Fuck your shoes. You yeah. know, like what yeah. a douche. Crowd work. Yeah. yeah. Crowd work. Suck it. Yeah. Ma'am. What are you drinking? Yeah, piss. Ah, good night. <laughs> hey. Thank you, so, uh, um, yeah, no, but you know, it's just the, the the audiences were too big for me to really feel like I'm gonna workshop. You know, yeah. so I didn't yeah. really, um, I didn't really workshop. Yeah. But, but you have to do that before you shoot a special, right? Yes. Yeah, you really have to do that a lot. Yeah, and you're gonna. <laughs> no, I, I have to. It was hard. You know, at the beginning of the Oddball tour, it was harder because my it was hard, like figuring out which 15 minutes from my set to do. Yeah, because it's all. Great. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I can't decide. It's all too. It was good. all connected. Like, like yeah. all the bits were connected into like a longer, yeah. hour-long show. So because what happens is I don't. I feel like I'm depriving the audience uh-huh. if I do this 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But then what? Like they won't have this. I just feel bad for them because they don't know what they're missing. Yeah. Right. And it's you know it's sort of like feeling bad for a baby who doesn't know what an orgasm feels like. Sure. Yeah. Um, yes. It's uh, a pitiful. But you know he yeah. will someday, right? But uh, get over it. Yeah, he'll figure it out. But the but the audience is um, it, it's like it was just trying to figure out how to condense because there's a lot of I don't know. The, the I wrote the set as an hour. Yeah, yeah, and so it's stuff so it's like figuring out like how do I and... take all the how do I take right. but as the shows progressed, I figured out like what the 15 minute set was, right. and then and then I and then the tour was done. Right, <laughs> so, right. That's it. That's yeah. it. 
So uh, yeah, do you guys uh, do you? How much do you write? Um, you mean stand up comedy or like? Yeah, uh, how much do you write? I mean, obviously, I'm sure you write scripted stuff. That probably yeah, never we, ends. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But we, uh, well, we did. Uh, I mean, we just started doing stand up. Like, I guess it's been like five years now. We did a Broken Lizard tour during the writer's strike. That's and how it so, kind of started. Like, we got back on the road there. Because mm-hmm. we were originally a sketch group. We right. We never did stand-up, really. Yeah. And we didn't tour. We were just in New York City, but we did a Broken Lizard. Uh, we, we, it was actually, like, half sketch, half stand-up. And then, like, it was so annoying to bring, like, all the costumes for the sketches. <laughs> I mean, we had, like, we had the Super Troopers costumes. We had the Beer Fest costumes. Then we had togas, we had like wigs, and we had uh, two very large double-ended dildos, dildos, giant dildos. <laughs> that smelled like grape. For uh, the sketch? Yeah, for, for the sketches. Super Trooper sketch. Sure. Yeah. Various sketches. Um, but then it was like, after that, Kevin and I just loved the stand-up so much. We have to carry uniforms around. It's very freeing to just be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I just have to talk into a microphone? That's yeah, it? that's yeah. it. Because, you know, like you're, you're so bound by... You get to a city, and it's like, oh, the box of costumes didn't make it yeah. through, and then yeah. now we're in danger yeah. of not being able to oh, do our thing. The belts? Who brought the belts? Yeah. Oh, oh you got them. this thing with no belts. Oh, it's... fuck. My pants are going to fall down. Yeah. But we just got, I mean, it got to the point where we were, like, tired of it. And, and we were getting into the stand-up stuff, because some of the other guys, like Jay Chandrasekhar, had done stand-up in their past, and we'd never done it, so... We were, we kind of said to our agent like, hey, can we let's we want to try this out. This is like a muscle we never flexed before, you mm-hmm. know. And so uh, uh, he started booking us around to clubs. And the lucky thing is that we have the resume of the movies, which allows you to draw an audience. Of course, yeah. yeah. But we it, cheated. We cheated. Yeah, but Dude. it's it's lucky in one respect that you you can headline and you can draw the audience. But it's not lucky. It's unlucky in that like we haven't sharpened our teeth. We haven't cut our teeth on like dealing with a heckler, for instance. Sure. Or like or. You know, like the first time I did stand-up comedy, I was like, I didn't know that you can go out there and try your jokes and they're going to bomb. Yeah. (laughs) And I wasn't prepared for that. And so it's like, I did my first joke and it sucked. And then I was like, I started like a short circuit. Yeah. Because I was like, now what do I do? This is awful. Does not compute. Yeah. But the cool thing was then you asked the agent to throw you to the wolves. Yeah. Which he really did. He really did. I I was like, I, I love it. I love this so much. I want to do this. And he's like, well, you, it's different than doing it in front, in front of audiences that are coming pay to see you. you. You should do it for a random audience. And I was like, let's do it. And so he put me up at the improv uh, for a teen tour. Oh, the teen <laughs> tours. Yeah. And oh, my God. Like five o'clock in the afternoon. All right. So just let me just quickly explain to the <laughs> podcast audience who is not shut off the podcast to start smelting vigorously <laughs> the teen tours um the the improv during the summer um gets these teen tour groups and and and, and i guess that they're tour groups from other cities and these kids are like touring the country touring california like whatever field trips or they're basically yeah, it's yeah, a big field trip yeah. and so but what you have at the improv uh in the early evening some nights, which is already great for comedy, is uh, is <laughs> like two hundred, yeah, like a busload of thirteen to seventeen year olds um, with counselors who are also younger than we are, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. and um, uh, you know they're the ripe old age of usually like twenty four, yeah, and so it, it's just a bunch of teenage kids, you know, with smartphones uh, and. No alcohol. No alcohol, right. uh, and also 
kids are fidgety. They don't like to listen. They're posturing for one another. And there's uh, certain material that they're uncomfortable with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like well, I did 15 minutes of masturbation. See, that's <laughs> what you actually masturbated or you just talked about it? I, well, I mimed it. Okay. <laughs> I mimed it. Well, then they should have been fine with that. But the 15-year-old is not comfortable with that as a joke yet. None of them. Because like they're the, still figuring it out. Yeah. To, to make that... To, to enjoy that joke, you have to be of the age where you can admit that you masturbate. Right, right. <laughs> Which for a lot of people, you know, still doesn't ha- even happen. You know, well, you- if I ever do, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but they, uh, at a certain point during the show, and hopefully you're not lucky enough to experience this, but they give all the kids ice cream. So there's a moment during the show <laughs> where like 200 bowls of ice cream drop on the tables and then and then they're really not interested in anything you have to say. So it is uh it's an exercise in you know I'll tell you what it feels like. It almost feels like it's a weird Twilight Zone episode or a weird um M Night Shyamalan movie where you have died and you don't know you're dead and yeah. no one can see you. And so you're just like <laughs> I don't get it. What is wrong with you people? You know, yeah. it's like it's sort of it's, it's yeah. kind of like that. I wish I actually wish that had happened. Uh, right about the time I was talking about how I had a friend who used to masturbate by fucking his teddy bear. And I... Oh, it was Kevin, actually. And then I mimed it. I, mi- I did it my Im- impression. Not true. <laughs> Sounds true. Not true. It sounds true. I did my impression of Kevin's teddy bear getting fucked by Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm literally... Dead-eyed. I'm bent like over a, a chair getting pushed and going, help me, help me. And I'm like, a girl literally says... Please stop. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the girl, like, the girls looked at me like I was the devil. Like, you know, with that, like, like, uh, what was her name? Like, Morona, Lema Maroni, not uh, yeah, impressed. Gymnast. Uh, the gymnast, yeah. not impressed face. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and the boys are totally uncomfortable. It was, it was awful, but I called him up afterwards and was like, I have to thank you. Because that was 15 minutes of me bombing. And I actually came away with a lot of strength from that. And it well, was Well, yeah, you learn powerful. a lot. You learn a lot from bombing. It's good. I'm curious. So you fucked this anywhere from behind, like you didn't want to see it face to face. No, but this it wasn't really me. What what happened was he had another friend who did it, and when we were doing our Broken Lizard tour, he started doing the routine as it was me, so that the audience would appreciate that the other guy is there. Oh, who gotcha. Did it. So he started attributing this bear fucking to me. Sure. Which I never did. But then my parents came to see the show. Yeah. And my mom knows the teddy bear that I had when I was a little kid. And she's like, Oh my god. And then she like had this epiphany and she came back and stage you're so upset and I'm like trying to explain to her it's not me and she was like I know that teddy bear that's squeaky <laughs> what well, is now <laughs> yeah it is now it's crusty now, now it's crusty <laughs> hey 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 ho ho does it um, uh, wait so does the, did that person like cut a slit in it or just fuck the surface of it it's a good question Okay, <laughs> it's a good question. Why I would have investigated further because it's oh no, I know I know the answer now. Oh, good. Okay, I know the answer it? now. I assume that he put a hole in it and fucked it. But what he told me is actually he would put it on the mattress and he would fuck the space between it and the mattress. Oh, uh, so he would no, just like he would just jizz on. It was just like mattress bear jizz. Yeah, yeah. It was combo mattress <laughs> yeah. bear jizz. Probably like you know like whoever cleaned his his sheets would find like little. T- Tufts of a teddy bear fur stuck to the mattress. It'd be funny if their housekeeper was a giant bear. Yeah. And she was just like, I will help you, little friend. Yeah. What is this? That's such a strange... Mm Well, no. such a strange way to go about it. It is. Well, and this whole routine was about... I had called together... uh, One such story that I included in in that routine was attributed to the proper person. It was was our friend Jay Shandrasekar. Okay. And what he used to do... He had a poster of... 
He says Wonder Woman. I remembered it as being too close it for was comfort. Too close for comfort, girls. Yeah, you remember too close too for comfort. Close for comfort. <laughs> yes, Lydia which Cornell, also, which yeah, also Lydia describes and, the uh, bear and the mattress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so who's the uh, the brunette? Deborah Van Valkenburg. Yeah, okay, right. Okay. And uh, what he would do is pulled off his pants, and then he'd go to the wall. The poster was on the wall, and he would um, uh, kiss the poster. <laughs> And and fuck the wall. <laughs> Wait, how do you fuck the wall? Yeah, that's what it is. He would put his his boner, press it flat up against oh, the up wall, against, and just like, like flush with the wall, you just right. smear it all over the, like just slide it along the, and then just plaster. like jizz on the poster, or just yeah. like however high up he could shoot. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Was there <laughs> that would explain all the little hash marks like all the way up? The, yeah, I'm getting there. Fourteen years, fifteen yeah. years, like <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. you measuring your progress, your growth. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Here's when I was 15. Here's when I was 25. Yeah. And then it starts to go down again as you get older. He's like, oh. I haven't done it for a week. I'm going to do it right over Monroe's head. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Oh, Rush. That's a great show, by the way. It was a it good was a show. show. Really, yeah. It really lost a lot for me when, they, when he moved across the, like, they did a spinoff after Too Close. Monroe moved. A Monroe spinoff? No, they did a spinoff with Ted Knight's character. Oh, without he, the girls? Yeah, without the girls. Oh, I don't remember that. And it was just to him, and they moved. I think it was called like, look it up, Katie. I think it was called like across the bay or something. Like he moved because they were in San. The show took place yeah. in San Francisco. Yeah, and uh, and then he moved, and it was just him working at, as a cartoonist at the newspaper. I think. Huh. Okay, I kind of remember that actually. I don't. What? Yeah, just look up Ted Knight. No, that's a spinoff. That yeah, just look up Ted Knight. Oh, the proposed 1983 was a pilot. Uh, no, but that was it. Wasn't called Family Business. Just look up Ted Knight on uh, IMDb. It's too bad you don't have uh, the Google glasses because you could just like just look right up there. to the right and find that yeah. information. <laughs> I would have been night uh, and day. Ted Knight. Uh, it's gotta be a night pun. Okay. Um, um, no, no, it was it was called uh, just another night. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. San Francisco Knights. <laughs> no man, no, it definitely happened. Okay, Shit. Wait, the Knights. Night in Charning Armor. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, Silent Night. Not Silent Night. No, uh, that, that was uh, the Ted Baxter show. I don't that know if they Mary did a Tyler Ted Baxter Moore. show. Did they do a Ted Baxter show? I don't think so. I don't think they spun that. That was Mary, T- Mary Tyler Moore spun, spun off Phyllis and Rhoda. Yep, off of Mary Tyler Moore. And yeah. there was a Ted Baxter Lou Grant show. and Lou Grant. Lou Grant. And Lou Grant, yeah. which was a drama. But yeah. now that's interesting to me. Yeah, it's like you, has any other show uh, sitcom ever spun off into a drama? Uh, Mash, Trapper John M D. Yeah. That's oh, nice job. That's wow. Kind of a drama. That's a real drama. Yeah. Okay, good call. Thanks, bro. Maybe the spinoff of Too Close for Comfort was Super Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Aquaman summons a nearby school of narwhals. Do you remember what, uh, Ted, Knight's. what uh, Ted Knight's, what his cartoon that he drew was? in the, what his Cosmic was? Cow. It's a cow, yeah. yeah. Cosmic Cow, better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got Hardwick it. Hardwick knows. Hardwick knows. Why do I remember he these knows. things? Have you used Google Glass? Um, I've, never, I've never used them, no. I would imagine that they would send you a pair. Now they're gonna. They would have for fifteen hundred dollars, but I guess I just sort of felt like, eh, I mean, it, it's, I've, I've been a tech enthusiast long enough to know like what things I would use twice and then put down. Yeah, and I just I I, I was dubious about the long term functionality benefits of Google Glass, mm-hmm. and then also, I don't, I don't always like my early adopterhood to be that out in the open <laughs> or it's just like you know that like the day that the go- like obviously i ordered the new you know like obviously i ordered the new the new phones whenever they come out yeah. but 
that's a little less obvious than just like wearing these kind of obnoxious sure. uh, uh, robot glasses yeah. everywhere. And Getting it just kicked out of movie theater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, looking at ladies walking down the street and acting like they're x-ray glasses and going like, hubba, hubba. You know, like that's a very obnoxious thing to do. <laughs> it is. Um, it is. So, uh, yeah, I've not, uh, I've not actually played with the, with the Google glasses yet. I'm curious about the Google glasses. Well, it doesn't uh, seem like they're catching on to me. No, because well, that's the knock on them is it's the too douchey. Oh, well, I got the Bing shades. <laughs> oh, I just made that up. I just made that up. I believed it. You see, I cocked my head. Like, oh, oh, great! What's the feature in that? that? No, everyone's you know everyone's tripping out about Oculus Rift now. So it's like that. Right. We had uh, uh, Kevin, Kevin Pereira, Pereira. on yeah. our podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, uh, fantastic! And yeah. he went nuts over. Like, Oculus we started Rift. talking about it, and he reached a new level of animation. I played with it a little bit at the uh, at Comic Con this year. They. Um, there was a legendary booth that had an Oculus Rift uh, set up for, you know, like being inside a Jaeger, like in Pac-Rim. Mm-hmm. And it's fu- it's fucking fantastic. I mean, it's so, it's, you know, it feels like the kind of virtual reality that was promised to us uh, in Lawnmower Man. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just Is legendary involved in it somehow or no? I don't think they're involved in the okay. device itself. You'd be surprised. No. I wish that that sentence had gone longer. I would like to have seen how high your voice could have gone. Like, legendary involved in it? No, because I that. Because they, they made beer fest, you know? They did beer fest. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. They made beer fest, you know? Like, beer fest you know. Now they could just, they would just put you in beer fest, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tommy Tull would be like, Hardwick, you're in. Mr. Tull, this is Chris Hardwick <laughs> calling. I would love to be in beer fest, too. Yeah. You're in. Okay. And by the way, Kevin is on a, not only a first name base with him, but on a nickname, like yeah. Tommy. Hey, Tommy Tull. He's the kind of guy who's got to be a Tommy Tull. Yeah. I don't think he is a Tommy Tull. I've only but, ever I mean, called him Thomas. But like in, like, you know, he was like a frat boy at uh, where they call Hamilton him? College. He went to Hamilton College. Yeah. And uh, which is right near where we went to school. And so uh, he had to be a, a Tommy. Come on. Yeah. He I'll did. throw it around the office one day and see how it lands. See what he, th- see what he says? Uh, He'd have me killed <laughs> by some Chinese investor. <laughs> no, he's only ever been. You know, he's he's only ever been super nice to me. So I'd feel yeah. I'd feel bad if I just I'd feel bad just on a human level. Yeah, if it was just like if it didn't if it didn't land. No, he's, he's a like, super nice guy. He invited us. He like plays in a band or something. He invited us to come see his band. Uh, Jethro Tull. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, is he in Anderson? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he plays the flute. <laughs> on, on, he stands on one foot. <laughs> we rocking the flute. Have you ever seen the Rock and Roll Circus, Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus? No. I, oh, it's wonderful. It's fantastic. Yeah. But like I, I always thought, I always remembered Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull. Explain Tal. what it is. It's a film. Right? I will. I will. Yeah, yeah, okay. But being a very like uh, Shakespearean look, like he looked like William Shakespeare, and he was an older gentleman to me. Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson. Yeah. And then we had, uh, so in 1968, the Rolling Stones did a thing called the Rock and Roll Circus, and it was basically like they had. I think the idea was that they were going to do, yeah, like rock and roll novelty acts. Mm -hmm. And so it was like um, there was a super group called the Dirty Mac, and that was Keith Richards, John Lennon, Eric Clapton, and then Mitch Mitchell. uh, From Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, from was drumming from Jimi Hendrix. And then like The Who performed their first ever mini rock opera on it. It was just like they were trying new things. And The Stones performed uh, the stuff, yeah, all the stuff from Beggar's Banquet that had never been heard before. Um, and it was like, but it was in a circus tent, and it was. And they're all there's people around, and it was you know like uh, but so Jethro Tull, it was the first time they ever appeared, yeah, uh, to anybody, and they're super young, 
and the song they sing is a song like what's called uh, a song for Jeffrey. Yeah, is what it's called, and they're awesome. And, yeah, like, and then he breaks into the flute. He breaks into the flute. He's up on one foot though. He's kind of <laughs> crazy. He's playing flute on one foot. Yeah, it's really a great do- like. Uh, Does it Mahal. crushed? People like fucking go crazy. Oh my god, it crushes. And, but the cool thing is like all the bands are sitting in the they're the audience. So it's like the Stones and the Who and uh, like all these guys are sitting there watching these. Yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. To watch. And then between the bands. They have sketches like there's a, an improv between Mick Jagger and John Lennon, yeah. where they're eating Chinese food and and riffing. Doing we need an occupation. <laughs> it's, it's not too the far location. Off. Chinese restaurant owner. Oh no, ma'am, you're going into labor. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. And then and the reason and then it was unreleased because the Stones thought that their performance was not as good as anybody else's. Oh, no. And so they didn't release it until, like, the late 90s yeah. when they put it out on the big screen, and now it's it's available. It really is a fantastic... It's amazing. Uh, docu, rock you... Can I yeah. uh, Netflix that business? You can. You could. Yeah. Do that. Netflix that shit. Yeah. yeah. We used to... Back before all that surround sound stuff, we used to gather at my house, and I had the VHS tape, and then I had the CD. And we would literally... Uh, we would smoke pot right. and get drunk, all, yeah. all, all of Broken Lizard, yeah. and it would take me like 15 tries to sync up. Yeah, you had to sync the CD to the, the That's am- stereo. <laughs> and then we'd crank it. Yeah. yeah, It's like, you know, Dark Side of the Moon. To yeah, but Wizard it was just one song. Do you remember? It was, we only did the Taj Mahal yeah, song. Yeah, the Taj Mahal song, yeah. Which was an amazing song, yeah, too. I'm going to watch the shit yeah, watch out it, of that. Yeah, watch it. Really so like Taj Mahal's it. thing, like he's a folk singer. And very mellow guy, and his thing, he came out and played like a hard rock oh, tune, gosh, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, which is amazing. All right, so that Go goes, watch that goes it, everybody. Netflix queue as well, rock and roll circus, along yeah. with BFS. People, uh, hopefully, people know that you guys host Chewing It, which yeah, uh, we're part of the nerdist uh, plan to take over the world. <laughs> yeah, we're we're helping to, to take over the world. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity, Mr. Hardwick. For all that podcast pussy, <laughs> the podcast pussy's rolling Plug in. in. That's why we did it. Sweet. Rolling in. That's why we audio content person. Yeah. yeah, but it is nice. It's like you go on the road. One of the the pleasures of going on the road is that like get away from your kids. Is people? <laughs> yeah. Although you can still hear their cries in your ear. Like yeah, even when true. I try to sleep at night, I hear babies crying. <laughs> I hear true. you from across the country. True. Yeah, I do. Uh, but as the people who come up to you and they're like, I'm a, a fan of chewing it, and you're like, Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. it's nice because it's uh, it's surprising. It's, it's such great. a personal. It is thing. I mean, yeah. like you know, you make a movie. It's a big. You know, it's a very presentational. Yeah. These are characters. This is the thing we wrote. Obviously, it means a lot to you, but it's yeah. it, you have a layer of separation from when you're just talking into microphones and people go, "Hey, I like that." That means that's probably a person that you would hang out with because they relate to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it is. They, I think they, as opposed to the movies that we make or whatever, they feel like they're part of the conversation with you. Yeah, which is cool. And and you know, I, I, it's always fun to meet these people. But I, I think that was what's fun about doing it anyway. Was you know, we had been doing uh, guests on a bunch of them, and we got to know Katie and. She's like, why don't we try to put this thing together? And it was fun. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you talk to people that you don't get a t- chance to talk to. We talk to friends we haven't heard from in a long time. Yeah. You know, it's it's a blast. And you, I know, you, and you guys had Carrie Clifford on too, who yeah. I yeah. think is so fucking funny. Yeah. She's yeah, great. We went to college with Carrie. So. Did you really? Yeah, yeah we're oh. old, old, old friends with Carrie Clifford. Yeah. I love Carrie Clifford. Yeah. She's so great. She's amazing. She's been a guest a couple times. Yeah. And it, you know, with, with Cliffy, when we have her on the show, it, it's so dirty. 
The show you think the smelting thing that just happened in this show? <laughs> Lemmy descends into a new level of junior high school when he's with Cliffy. Yeah, well, Cliffy and I, you know, like we just have a great relationship, and uh, she's the godmother of my first son. Oh wow! And uh, but so I can talk to her any way I want to, and I do, and I like. It. But the, the, the funny thing is, is that her father-in-law. Um, so like the, like the first time she was on it, it delved, like we got right into like sure. her being bukkakied and like <laughs> sleeping with everybody at Colgate where we went to college and yeah. like her three way activity. Oh, it's all, you know, made up, but like, or is it, but, uh, her father-in-law ha- has like a, a Google alert for whenever her name appears in the press or oh, whatever shit. it is. Yeah. And so he saw that she was on the podcast. He's a hardcore conservative, like a hardcore Republican. Yeah. And uh, and he tuned in yeah. to listen to the podcast, yeah. and uh, it was about like, he was appalled. He was he was appalled. Yeah, she got in trouble for that one. <laughs> he was so appalled he had to fuck a teddy bear on a mattress. Yeah, he smelted a teddy bear. I just saw I just saw in a commercial um, Amy um, Carrie's old sketch partner, Amy uh, Clifford and Kid. There's Clifford Amy Kid. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what she looks like. I know that she's... Uh, That's when I first met Carrie, so that was probably like 10 years ago. At the I.O.? Or? Uh, I probably met her through my ex-girlfriend Janet because uh, of Sketchfest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, in San Francisco. Uh, Clifford and Kid. And uh, so fucking funny. God, they're so funny. Yeah. yeah. She's great. Cliffy's a great improviser. Um, she does like the Rosowski and, and uh, uh, Clifford. Yeah. And then she does the Sky, uh, and, Sky and Nancy, which is more of a two-person two stand-up. With Mark Evan Jackson. You guys know Mark Evan Jackson. Of course, yeah, yeah Mark. Right. I know Great. Mark from Thrilling Adventure Hour. Yeah. 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 He's been in a couple of our movies, too. Yeah. They all start to, all the fucking continents. Yeah, it all, all melds to together. together. Yeah, it, is. Point. it does. But just so people know, you have guests on, but then you also just talk about the writing process. You guys just fuck around together. Yeah, we do two kinds of, yeah, we sometimes, we have guests because it is our opinion that, you know, people will just, a lot of people just say, okay, oh, I want to hear that guest if they're just randomly tuning into your podcast. Right. Like that's how we find you You get new listeners. Right. Is they're interested in the guests you have and so we try to mix it up. Yeah. But then sometimes, you know, we'll just do two-man podcasts and we'll talk about uh, whatever and, and what it takes to pitch a movie or write a movie or we did one on like the aud- uh, funny audition stories which I'm you know we all have funny audition stories you know yeah Just, uh, stories from the road yeah. things like that but yeah one thing that a lot of people have been responding to is sort of the behind the scenes stuff the writing the pitching the that movie stuff, auditions right. yeah um, but that's it I mean it's it's like a, a pretty fun podcast and uh, we've had some good guests on there it's funny because like I, I went I live out by Calabasas and I went to a restaurant out there and saw Dave Grohl Oh, yeah. This is just like a couple days ago. And my in with him was going to be, I'm going to be on Chris Hardwick's podcast. (laughs) And I thought better of it. (laughs) I decided not to approach him. But what do you think? What what if Dave was sitting looking at you guys going, I I hope they do Chris's podcast someday. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Those guys should really hook up. Yeah. Well, because we know know he's a fan. Like we saw a great picture of him at Sundance. Like Sundance, uh, I think last year, or the year before, did like a history of Sundance. Or, yeah, something like that. Yeah, with like uh, it was sort of like an exhibit of like Sundance through through the years. With uh, like for us, they they got our uniforms and and some of the bales of pot. From Super Troopers. Yeah, like we sent them the stuff and like the bulletproof jockstrap that yeah, that yeah, I yeah. wore and like yeah. they they made a display of it and there was a great photo of Dave Grohl like in front of the Super Troopers <laughs> uniforms. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> which was cool. Yeah. So I suppose I could have you know just sure, you could have done that. introduced myself to yeah. him. Also, we've had we've had Josh Homme on the. Right. Oh, Josh is so fucking funny. Yeah. He's amazing. 
God damn it, he's, he's funny. He's almost too funny. He's almost too yeah. funny. I mean... You can't keep up with him. If you met him, you would think, and you didn't know who he was. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, this guy's like a, a, a improviser. He's a, com- like, he's a, he's a, he's a comic. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. probably a groundling or something. Yeah. yeah. And Because he, he, he makes like references and stuff, and you're like, holy shit, like you forget that... I mean, you're talking to a, uh, like a musician. Yeah. He's lightning like, fast. It's, yeah. coming, it's coming so fast, yeah. and it's so deep. Some of it is like, he's coming deep so fast. fast, and it's so deep. Yeah. Well, is wow. he smelting? Smelting you. Wow. Smelting. Or sheathing. <laughs> but like, I, I, like, I remember one time, I think it was at the Slam and Salmon premiere. Yeah. He came with, uh, with Jesse from, um, from uh, Eagles of Death Metal. Yeah. And the two of them, and, and, and Troy, the guitar player from, uh, from, from Queens of the Stone Age, they were riffing and i was standing with them they were riffing so hard and fast <laughs> and so well and it was like it was like shut up guys like i can't fucking keep up with you that's when you fucking whip out a guitar and just start like yeah. ripping check into it yeah. yeah check this out great yeah no the, the yeah homie homie's great uh and uh, who else we had john popper on our podcast we did we had popper. you did yeah we did yeah that was a fun episode because yeah. we were, that was after a Blues Traveler show. Yeah. And we left the backstage area to go back to his hotel. And we got drunk by the side of the pool. Yeah. And he sang songs and played the harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> Serenaded us. Yeah. I, I, Which yeah. I think all musicians should do. They should sing yeah. something. I enjoy the Blues Traveler mm-hmm. band. Yeah. 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 But that's the fun thing I think also is like, you know, probably the same for you is like we travel in these comedy worlds a lot and to talk to the people outside the comedy world sometimes. The music, I like the music ones and things like that, you know, to yeah. do the podcast with the music guests. And but stuff. I always find it funny when you have the rock stars on because it's like that's when you really feel like a comedy guy. Because, <laughs> like, like, we showed up, we drove up in Kevin's GMC uh, SUV. Yeah. And he and Hami showed up, like, on a fucking motorcycle. Like a Harley, like a beautiful, like, yeah. or Triumph or some shit like that. Like, puts on his, like, worn out, like, fuck, like, snake skin. Yeah. Uh, elephant skin boots. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, from like an elephant that he fucked backstage and, yeah. and killed uh, in the process exactly. because it came so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and enjoyed his riff so much, yeah. his comedy riff. But anyway, so I always I always find it funny to have those guys on because they're so rocky. Yeah, like they've got skull rings on and tattoos. <laughs> it is fun, but when we had Slash on for the first twenty minutes, we talked about dinosaurs. Did you really? Yeah, because he loves dinosaurs. We talked about like he's a legitimate dinosaur file. Yeah, and he um, he's you know he's not casual. It's not like T Rexes are red. Like he knows dinosaurs. Right. Here's a question about Slash: Mm -hmm. Is it a top hat with a long hair wig underneath, and that he just puts on his bald head now? You mean the wig is attached to the the, hat? Yeah, the wig is attached to the top hat. Hair. I think it's real hair. Okay. Yeah. It looks it looks good. Looks real good. (laughs) It's still good. Yeah. Would you go with that look? Yeah, I think, it, you know, at a certain point, I think maybe just to mix it up, I'll come out with like, uh, you sure. know, like some frizzy hair. Go, have uh, you ever gone long? Have you ever gone long hair? No, no. The longest I ever went was when I worked at MTV and my hair was like, just like it, the front of it kind of hung down just below my eyes, but it was like never... Like pre-Bieber Bieber? Yeah, but it was never, but Bieber's like short in the back. Like right. this was like, it was, it was never really, my hair's never been long. Yeah. Right. Ever. I've never had my hair like shoulder length or anything. It's right. always been relatively a short right. haircut. Me too. It, Not you. Yeah, no. I have, I've gone long. Yeah, totally long. I've gone You going to do it long. again? Uh, you know, it's like, it's weird. It's like I go through this thing where I'm always like, that other haircut I had was cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's never the haircut I've got now. 
And then I just come to the realize that like my face just doesn't look good with any haircut. I just have to deal with well, my. I, I like the male pattern baldness from Beerfest. That was uh, that was a good one. That was a crazy time in my life. That was a crazy. Have time. you ever been bald? Oh, I've had my head shaved. Yeah, yeah, completely. I did. Um, I did the Rob, this Rob Zombie movie um, years ago, and uh, Night of a Thousand Blowjobs. Had a thousand House of a Thousand Blowjobs, <laughs> and. Um, uh, which you'd think is a place everyone would want to go. Yeah. Sure. Um, sure. They have no problem getting uh, corpses no, for that. No, no. But it was it, it, unfortunately, the blowjob house was next to the corpse house, and people always got the yeah. address mixed up. Ah. So yeah. a lot of people died. In, you know, like the mix-up was a lot of people died in one house unnecessarily, and then a lot of corpses got blown uh, in the other house. Yeah. So it was just sort of a weird... It was a, it was a whole other A thing. comedy of errors. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so I'd had my head completely shaved for that because yeah. I had a wig on in it because in the movie... They like get scalped. Yeah. And so they had to do this head appliance, which was It's really... liberating. I've yeah. done bald a couple of times, but he, he did male pattern bald for six months. Oh. You just you go, you know, the hair on the side and the bald thing, so you can't hide the fact that you're Yeah. It was three middle mo- midlife crisis. Yeah, and per- permed the uh the remaining hair into an afro. And so it was like <laughs> three months doing that, you know, getting it shaved every day, which also means that like on the weekends I've got a five o'clock shadow here yep. that people look at. And yep. then uh and then what the fuck is going on with that guy's hair? Yeah. Oh no, I had that. I yeah. had that. And then like the, uh for three months I had to wait for the reshoots. So then like the permed afro grew out longer and then the shaved part started to grow in short. <laughs> oh, so this so was like an inch, inch long. This was like your Wookiee uh notepad there. Yep. And then the rest was just like and the perm was coming out, so starting to get like just kinky and straight. But you got a lot of speculative pussy back then with that <laughs> that hair, dude. I, you did. Well, it was pussy on spec. It was, it was. Uh, theoretically, I would have sex with you. Right. Well, no. What happened was it, it is kind of a fascinating uh, social experiment uh, that I went through, and these guys got to uh, witness, which was that like at, I was single f- uh, during beer fest, and so at the at the beginning of the movie, I was like trying to get action. And what I would do is I would apologize in advance for my appearance. And I'd be like, hey, I don't really look like this. It's for the thing. And it was like, <laughs> I was such a loser about it that, like, I couldn't get anything. And I just, I was just like, it's the hair. I'm not going to get any action for this entire shoot. So fuck it. I'm just not even going to try. <laughs> and then what happened? So, like, what happened was then I just didn't give a shit and I stopped caring. I almost stopped being polite. You know, I was just like, just kind of. You know, like talking to people. The way male, male pattern baldness guys are. Well, no, but it was like a, a lot of male pattern baldness guys will apologize or there's an insecurity that's going there. And instead yeah. this was like, I don't care. I know it's not going to happen. So I'm not going to be like, hey, like trying to hit on a girl or anything. I'm just going to be myself, really. Yeah. And what oh. happened then was that all kinds of crazy stuff started coming to me. <laughs> and like, I, I won't get into, I mean, like, well, one, one girl asked me to have sex with her as Finkelstein. Which was, which was crazy with the glasses and the accent, like you know, like you know, hey, oh my god! Did you do it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, She's a good-looking woman. Yeah, you would have to. You would have to. Like yeah. you, you, you would. You do. You would do it too. You do it in character. And so I would do it in your character. You do it in your German. That's accent. that's sort of like an emotional smelting. It is. Yes. It is. I I'm, really I'm is. inside your character. Yeah. Me, Steve. Let me yeah. That's so you. Nice. So you found that. Um, yeah, because I think, I think a lot of the ways that guys think about dating is like oh if i'm not attractive enough or if i'm not rich enough or whatever whatever it is that i'm not gonna like no one's gonna want to date me and then 
I think it's the guys who sort of figure out like, hey, why don't you just fucking be yourself and yeah. be genuine and you'll probably attract people. Well, that's what it was. Is these there was another situation which was like a very was it the situation. It was I AJ. I AJ'd the sitch. <laughs> and he was like, I like bald guys. I don't know what the fucking guy. I like you. You can't yeah, put the glasses on. <laughs> yeah. Do it as No, but it it, it was a, a situation where these girls so that I'll say these girls. Uh, where they said what we found was incredible was that you you were a bald guy, so you shouldn't be confident. And then you were so you were just so confident that it actually made you seem more confident than anybody else. And we just had to find out. Wow! And that was like so. This was the kind of stuff that was happening. And then I was like, I should go on tour and do like motivational speaking for bald guys, even though I'm not bald. Right. <laughs> I'm not one of you. Yeah. But bear with me here. Yeah. Take my advice, because yeah. it works. Yeah. Just quit being a fucking loser. <laughs> right. <laughs> and relax. <laughs> Thanks a lot. That's not helping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good night, so, everybody. So did you find when it, it, it helps your confidence in this? And, and confidence really just means like, like comfort, uh, being comfortable with yourself. It, it wasn't like I was like, hey, how's everybody? Yeah, it was like I just stopped trying. And yeah. It's so hard. And then it was like that just being yourself and being honest was what uh, girls were reacting to. But then it, it was, it, it was confusing them because it was like juxtaposed with someone who shouldn't have that because of the afro and the baldness, right. and so it just you it, should be more meek. Yeah. Did right. you fall off your game when your hair grew back? Well, I'm trying to. I mean, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember what that period of time was like because it was like then I had the only way out was just to shave the head. Rex, you went bald. Which I found to be such a clean experience. Yeah. Like I loved having a shaved head. I kept, I kept it. Not totally bald, but I would I would do like get a one at the barber yeah. every like week or so, and I and it was during the summertime, and it was just it, it felt so good. Yeah. <laughs> so were you going into like bars and stuff and just hanging out and meeting people, or were people coming to you? The people who approached me, this is honest. We were shooting in Albuquerque, New Mexico. <clears throat> the people who approached me were guys who randomly threatened to kick my ass, mm-hmm. which happened on a number of occasions. Because you were some bald guy. Because I was bald and geeky looking with the afro and the male pattern. But like, there were times where guys would be like, I should fucking kick your ass. And I'd be like, what did I do? <laughs> and they're like, just cause. I just want to fucking punch you in the face. <laughs> like, I literally haven't done anything. I'm just standing here. I'm just bald. Yeah, I'm just bald. <laughs> That's it. Uh, but no, I mean, you know, that, that was a situation where it was like, you know, you're making a movie, you're on location. And so it's the cast and crew is hanging out. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's a college town. <clears throat> Albuquerque and so you know you know people um, I mean those situations it's just easier to meet people yeah. it's the extras I'm talking about I <laughs> the, uh, yeah no but it was I mean you were there with me for the whole thing yeah. it was a really weird uh, interesting yeah there was that time that that guy bought us all drinks oh yeah there was like bar. A, yeah that was a different thing like a different type thing but like yeah. a dude came up to we were bowling yeah all the Broken Lizard guys yeah and, yeah. He, and he was like oh my god I'm, I'm the biggest fan I love you guys. Uh, you know, he came up with a pitcher and five glasses of beer. Of course. Mm-hmm. And so he poured out the five beers and handed one to Kevin, handed one to Jay, one to Eric, one to Paul. And then I had my hand out waiting for the fifth one, and he took that for himself. And then, like, was like, cheers, guys. And they all drank. And it was just he didn't recognize me. And so, like, I, I was definitely, like, feeling a little left out. <laughs> uh-huh. broken hey, who's the bald guy? Yeah. Who who's who's the bald guy you're hanging out with? Who's this guy? Who's that guy getting all the pussy? Yeah. yeah. Who's that guy? God, he gets pussy. Was he in a podcast or something? <laughs> yeah. What's a is podcast? That Hardwick? That's Hardwick, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I heard about Hardwick. 
Yeah. No, it's funny because uh, yeah, when I was younger, I was super just awkward. I mean, it's sort of it's nice to just feel okay with myself now. Yeah. Yeah, when you're—I don't know—when I was young, though, it was like there was so much apologizing and disclaiming, and like, oh, I have to be. Are you okay? I just want to make sure that you know. It was just so gross. The ladies can smell that. The desperation. Yeah, you you know what it is because they—they because anyone, male, female, whatever, they can smell when someone's needy, and when someone's super needy, it's off-putting because you people feel like. They're, they like you're putting responsibility on them to fill you in some way, and yeah. no one wants to do that. Yeah, well, it's the great it's the great saying: desperation is the world's worst cologne. Yeah, and because that's what it's like. It's so off putting for people. Deer cum is the best cologne. That's great. Oh my cologne. god. Yeah, something behind the ears and on your wrist. Yeah, yeah. That is the that is actually <laughs> the best cologne. So, so desperation's bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I I recommend all guys. Shave male pattern baldness into the head. <laughs> <laughs> just, just as a sort of like throwing yourself to the wolves at the uh, at the teen tours. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just you like learn. You learn trying to knock you like purposely knock yourself down. Well, it, it, I mean, like then I was also more sympathetic, you know, to the plight. You walked in, in someone else's shoes for I a little did. bit. It's like when like uh, I know you're about to bring up Soul Man. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he got a lot of action on that. <laughs> C. Thomas Al, C. Thomas Al, C. Tom. Got a lot of I was action. glad to see C. Thomas in the Spider Man movie. Um, yeah, but I felt oh, yeah. like he got a little. Di- I mean, obviously he had a bigger arc somehow, and then it got cut out, and then it felt kind of weird. I thought. Yeah. Well, but he then you know like he and the rest of the guys uh, whipped those cranes around. For, yeah, for Spider for Spider Man right. to help. We got help. He's Spider-Man. my friend. Hey. Yeah. New York's behind you, Spider-Man. Yeah, we got your back, Just Spider-Man. want you to know, yeah. hey, yeah. you know, I might be a rough-and-tumble guy, but yeah. I, know, I know what's right. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. we got to swing these cranes around so you can hit them with your, your, your wrist webs. Yeah, the guy saved my daughter. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on. So I just got a hundred of my friends. <laughs> yeah. Because we all stick together. Yeah, I'm getting the 52, guys. We're going to save Spider-Man's ass. <laughs> swing those cranes around. I know it's terribly dangerous for any of the low-flying aircraft and whatnot. But, Don't give uh, me any of that union shit either. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man ain't got a union. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man, you should join our union. You should be good for the 52 guy. <laughs> What if he was just playing himself in the movie? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's why. Yeah, he's Thermis actually just, he's from Staten Island. Yeah. He Al. was working construction when they, when they came across. Oh, you think he, he, he was crewing up? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So what's next? What are, what are you guys doing next? Um, we're going to do Super Troopers two. Nice is actually what, what the big plan is. Uh, we just finished sealing all the deals. It seems like right. It's funny because we say that we've been saying that for a long. I know, but now time. it's real. It's really real. Yeah, and we actually have a deadline. We have to shoot. Uh, I think before March first, right? So, yeah. so I think probably in February. Do you need any Germans? Do you need any Germans? Are there any Germans in there? What about Canadian? Can you do Canadian? We have some Canadians. Yeah, I can do that already. Eh? Okay, or can you do a French Canadian? Can you do a French? Yeah, the French Canadians a little bit like this. Uh, it's not as uh, thick as French. It's uh, a little That's arrogant. Really good. And uh, I didn't know that you were a, uh, an accent guy. Chris ah, well, I try, guys. You know. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Now, now, now that's what made everyone turn off the podcast. Right. Not yeah. all of the smelting talk. It was like, no more accents. Yeah. yeah God Once that. Hardwick gets into the accents, I tune right out. I can't stop. Yeah, it's like... Uh... <laughs> It's like Robert Downey Jr.'s character in Tropic Thunder. He, yeah. just, he just doesn't know who he is anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. So Super Troopers 2. Yeah, so we're going to do that, uh, I think, uh, in around February, right? Isn't that what the plan is? February, there, although there's even some talk about, uh, like, December, or, like, yeah. moving it up. or maybe that'd be hard, but... Yeah. Yes. 
pre-production in December. Maybe winter time, what, you know, what it is. It's hard to shoot in winter time. Yeah, but we've talked about like the possibility. Super first Super Troopers is all green, and actually flipping it and doing Super Troopers two as a winter movie because like Fargo. Yeah, right. like is, Fargo. Yeah, like Fargo. That would like be Fargo. Amazing. Fargo. Yeah, <laughs> I love Fargo. Fargo, Fargo is so good. good. Really it's so good. Fargo was hilarious. It was good. <laughs> I loved Fargo. Uh, Hashtag yes. Fargo. <laughs> Fargo. Um, but uh, we, we actually just shot our new special. Uh, we shot a, a special at uh, Denver Comedy Works. Oh, yeah, downtown? Is, yeah. Yeah, which Fucking is the best. It's Love a it. great place. Yeah, I mean, we had done a show there. Uh, I don't know, because we, we kind of like started wanting to shoot specials, uh, and, and we but we really liked this kind of club feel that we would get. Yeah. And like... A lot of the theaters, they felt a little too impersonal, so we try to want to capture that kind of like mm-hmm. drinking beers and whatever. So we shot the, fir- the first we also, one we did. We also do some crowd work as well. Which yeah, is- and pull people out on stage and stuff. And so we did, we shot one uh, uh, for Netflix at the Punchline in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Which and, is also uh, an amazing club. Which is great. I mean, about it's 200 like people, holds about yeah. 200 people. Yeah. yeah, and it's like low ceilings and, you know. And uh, that was fun, and so we wanted to try to find another place like that. And Comedy Works is like as good as it gets. It's great. That room. And so uh, we shot that uh, in July. Now we're just editing it. Yeah. But a great room because like the room itself is is a great room for comedy, but also the crowds. It's just, you know, I mean, they're like smart and stoned. They're smart and stoned. <laughs> and, but that's, it's great because it's like each, you know, everybody who does stand-up comedy knows every crowd has its own personality and every city has its own vibe or, you know, personality as well. Yeah. And that's just one where like they're easy laughers, I guess. Yeah, uh, they are. Maybe because they're stoned. Yeah, but even before it was legalized. Even before it was legal, it was always you know Comedy yeah. Works downtown was always one of the yeah. the best clubs in it's the such a good room the country. Yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah, so we shot that and uh, we're editing that. But it's easy for us because again, we're cheating. You have to come up with an hour. We just come up with half an hour. Oh goddamn it! <laughs> <laughs> and then we go out there together. Goddamn it! See, yeah. and half an hour is actually too long. Like we 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 should do twenty five minutes. <laughs> And then we do a two-man, like, 15-minute bit. <laughs> right. That's just a story. Sure. About sure. the making of the movies. Like, it's built in. Yeah. When is that going to come out? Uh, I don't know yet. We're going to finish it, uh, uh, I, I would imagine, spring. Okay. Because uh, they're trying to time it to the Super Troopers thing. Okay. Um, but uh, I think it'll end up being spring, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But we, you know, with, with the Netflix one, we... It's been our experience, you know, because we're, we're independent filmmakers, is... is you know what we originally did after sketch comedy but like we're always of the of the philosophy of like just shoot so like when we started to try to find buyers for the original special and then we were like you know what let's just choose a date and go out of pocket and then we'll we'll shop it after that and netflix came on board when they found out we were doing that oh nice so it was good because we went out of pocket we kept the the cost down And, and so we've done that with this one we're like Let's you know go out of pocket again. It's, well, because you know it's like it takes it's such a pain in the ass to get these deals done. You know, yes. And then you're like trying to figure out a day. It's like, well, we have this room for this day. Uh, so I like, got oh, screw it. Let's just shoot it. And so that's what we did. Yeah, yeah. It means like I actually just got a, a thing from my business manager, our business manager. You reimbursed me. I reimbursed you. <laughs> that was no, very nice of you. Nobody told me it was going to happen. It was like a twelve thousand dollar check. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to send a, a fucking letter to my guy. Like, let's. Actually, no, you. I just wanted somebody to notify me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Advance. How okay. many people uh, say meow meow at you? 
uh, on a daily basis. Tons. A lot. Still? Yeah. What's funny is, though, that's that's how we get heckled in stand-up shows. <laughs> no! Yeah, like, well, nobody says, you suck. Or, like, that's the, the traditional that, That's your I'm Rick James bitch. That's it, yeah. We get, the, we get those <laughs> things. You know, we get the people shoot, throwing lines out from the movies. Right. You know? or say meow. But I, I was just editing a, a piece of the new special, and it was someone shouts out, Say Car Ramrod! Yeah. <laughs> like in the middle say of it. Yeah. You're and a like, puppet! Say it! And you're like, Car Ramrod? They go, Wee! <laughs> I control like, you! Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. But that's how, that's how we get heckled, which is, I think is kind of funny. It's that's not bad. That's not a bad way to get heckled. It's not bad, because no. they're, uh, they're, they're fans. It's nice. They're being yeah. nice about it. You know? yeah. It's not yeah. like, you're a douchebag. Yeah. yeah There's, there are two kinds of meow uh, people, though. They're the ones who say it properly, which is just substituting the word now. Right. Like, how you doing, meow? Right. And then there are the people who just throw meows in at random spots. That's the, <laughs> that's the incorrect way. That one bothers me. Well, those people are uh, from Speculative Pussy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Speculative just Pussy. Just time to bring or, or, it. Yeah, and Hamster Jam. And Hamster Jam. Yeah. Good pull. <laughs> By the way, I, like, uh, I forget what it was. It might have been when we were, we were writing a script about college professors. Yeah. And like we were, there was something about like uh, being in the woods and cooking. But I came across a recipe for... Uh, Chili cone hamster, which is it's like a redneck, uh, like a super hillbilly recipe that you can sub- do hamsters or like or chipmunk. Oh, is it something you made up or you found it? No, I found it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna try it. Oh. Are you asking me if I will have it with you? Yeah. Would you, anyway, I found a great spot that does it. I, I'd like to invite you both, <laughs> actually all four of you. Yeah. To it's join part of me. the hillbilly chic uh, food movement here in Los Angeles. Sure. All the foodies are. Uh, you know, because hamsters are just like tapas, really. I mean, yeah. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> bite size. Yeah, yeah. In the restaurant, hamster jam, right? That's the hamster jam. Spread, uh, <laughs> spread it onto your breast. Spread it on there. Yeah. The what, this jam. is great. What is this? Oh, it's hamster jam. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Made with real hamster. Yeah, that's oh. so hipster. It's crazy. <laughs> All the hipsters are using. They hamster love hamsters. Jam hipsters and hamsters. Yeah. That's that new bar in uh, in uh, in the meatpacking district. Right. Hipsters and hamsters. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. Love that. Just a lot of ironic tapas. mustaches and hamster jams. Right. A variety yeah. of hamster and jams. And cuffed jeans. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we put cumin in it, and it's uh, yeah, lavender. It's gluten brown free. Sugar. Hamster. Really good. Yeah. Hamsters. Really it's farm good. raised hamster. <laughs> <laughs> They're free range hamster. Yeah. There are no free range hamsters. Yeah, exactly. Then a documentary is going to be done on the cruelty. <laughs> the cruelty of the hamsters. Yeah. The hamsters, like, uh, just living in little huts being right. raised for the chili. Black hamster. <laughs> yeah. Black hamster. <laughs> on CNN. Yeah. Black hamster. Black hamster. <laughs> and then a CNN special report. <laughs> All right. That's it. Chewing, and, chewing it is uh, on the Nurse Podcast Network. And. Um, Thank you for being here. Thanks Thank for you for us. having us. Good to see us. you guys. Yeah, yeah, good to see you. Yeah, let's check in again uh, when you guys, you know, when you're shooting the movie. And I don't know. Yeah, I'd love to. Tell us about it. Yeah. Good. The end. Enjoy your burrito. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura, no murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us. In Pura, we promise to keep you safe. They killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pura. 
The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now ad-free on Wondery Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.